Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So very thrilled to uh, be sharing this morning the last part of our series called Be Blessed. And uh, really, really looking forward to that in a couple of minutes' time. Um, you happy to be in church? Absolutely. Great place to be. Um, I have an announcement to make uh, this morning um, that... Um, We've been really um, um, quite um, uh, distraught about the last few days for Rachel and I. (coughs) Um, We, uh, part of uh, Rachel, I'm all over the place, aren't I? (laughs) Part of uh, Rachel and and, uh, our role in INC is that we're the New South Wales um, coordinators for Vanuatu. So we assist with teams going over and coordinate building projects and things like that. And uh, we love doing that. But um, this week, um, our, one of our national uh, board members travelled to Vila. Um, and um, Murray Townsend, who's um, been working in the islands now for 30 years, head over there. What's transpired is our um, 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 INC Southern... Um, Southern District Leader has been stepped down from ministry uh, because of moral breakdown, moral issues. Um, you know, we're very sad about that. Um, they'd been in Vila for about six years, for a number of years before that, um, in Tanner Island, but it is very, very sad. Um, INC, in our movement, we do offer pathways uh, to return after people have fallen, uh, but in this instance, there is no pathway back, and uh, it's a very, very sad thing um, for us. Um, very sad for the family, very sad for the church over there. Um, Rachel and I are heading, uh, we plan to go to the conference that's in the first week of September and uh, we were looking, certainly looking forward to going over there and being a part um, of, of the pastors and leaders. I and see we have um, 13 churches on Tanner Island and uh, great men and women, just fantastic. Marty Daniel was over there this, this year, re-roofed the church, um, did, did an amazing job. Uh, so we were, we were looking forward to going over there to be a part of the conference, but now we'll be going over there to run the conference, and that's going to be totally uh, totally different dimension for us. So I'm saying all that to say that next weekend we're going to be asking for your prayers, uh, prayer support as we go over there. I know um, <coughs> there's a lot that happens spiritually over there. There's a lot of witchcraft. I remember in 2015 I was there and had a mini stroke. And then I went back there, um, I think it was this, this year, was I back there or the year last year? Anyway, it just goes so fast. But the last time I was over there, I came back with a viral infection and was in bed for five days. And uh, someone said, well, you shouldn't keep going over there. I said, well, that's exactly the reason why I need to keep pushing back. Amen. God's got to work for us to do this. So we're going to ask you to pray. We'll leave on the Sunday. David Schaefer's going to be here in the morning to take my place in the morning. And uh, we'll fly out Sunday morning, be there for the week, <clears throat> and then come back the following Saturday. One of the really cool things is, is that we'll be able to check out the, uh, the community center uh, that David and the team built there. So we're going to go to that, uh, that community uh, again. It's a place you go where you've got nowhere else to go. That's how poor they are. They are super poor. And what we're going to do while we're there, we're going to check out uh, the school. Uh, I shouldn't, yeah, well, it's a I suppose it's a school, but it's got a, a, a tarp over it that was all blown down in 2015. And uh, so we've just got this inkling. We've been talking about it initially uh, with, with David um, from the mission team that potentially we're going to go back there next year and build this school. Um, I don't know what it looks like, uh, but we're going to meet with the teacher. We'll meet with the chief. 
We'll meet with the administrator on the Thursday that we're there and just get a bit of an idea. But what an awesome thing to think about what we could do as a church community in 2018 over there. What an awesome thing. There's a couple of teachers that are teaching there now. Um, from David's understanding, it sounds like they're teaching for, for no pay. They're just doing it because they love the kids. So we're very, very hopeful that we'll be able to go back there and um, potentially build a school for them next year. Wouldn't that be an awesome thought? Awesome thought, um, just to be able to go and do that. So we'll let you know how we go. We'll take some videos and things like that. Oh, when we're on Tanner, uh, we certainly will be looking forward to seeing the work that the team did in replacing the church roof there as well and um, having a good time. So you're feeling blessed this morning. Amen. Want to bring something out of the Word of God. I want you to open your Bibles this morning to John chapter 13. We're going to be jumping uh, into the Word of God this morning, the last part of our series, Be Blessed. And uh, again, it's so great to have you all. Just look around. What a beautiful bunch of people you are. Amen. What a privilege and honor to be able to share the Word of God with such amazing people here today from all different walks of life, with all different um, chal- uh, excuse me, all different uh, skill sets, experiences, etc. So, so good. Um, you know, again, we're just talking about how blessed we are. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we reflected on how blessed we actually are in comparison to people living in other parts of the world. And, you know, I, I did some um, a little bit of um, research this morning, and they estimate that it's over 90% of the world's population. It used to be 90, but now it's over 90%, maybe 91, 92% of the world that live at or below the poverty line. Astounding amount of people that live at or below the poverty line. And I thought, well, what is the poverty line? And the poverty line is a dollar ninety U.S. dollar. Excuse me, a dollar ninety in U.S. is what people are living on um, at the poverty line. Over ninety percent of the population today. Now I don't know about you, but you can't even get a cup of coffee here for a dollar ninety, unless of course you go up to Seven Eleven. It just wouldn't do that. But you know, over 90% of the world's population, around 7 billion people live at or below the poverty line. And the reality is, you and I are so blessed in comparison. And we looked at it and started to delve with the thought, well, we we have this, this experience that we're having now in God. How can we be more blessed? How can we experience more of the goodness of God, the presence of God, the power of God in our lives? And we just to highlight again, when we talk about being more blessed, we're not talking about getting more stuff. We've already got enough stuff. In fact, we've probably got too much stuff. Amen? We've probably got enough stuff. But when we're talking about being more blessed, what we're talking about is more of the presence of God in our lives, more of the presence of God in our families, more of the presence of God in our homes, more of the presence of God in our marriages, in our relationships, etc. And that's what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. And we started week number one. We looked at one of the keys to being uh, more blessed. It was found out of Acts chapter 20, verse 25, where Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Amen. So we looked at the first key, the first thought to being more blessed, to experience more of God in our lives, is that God's calling us to cultivate a heart of generosity, that He's calling us to be generous, that we we have to develop a heart that's generous towards others. And we looked at two mindsets. Firstly, we looked at the bag mindset. They're the sort of people that, <clears throat> that think um, that, that uh, this, this, this bag that I've got 
um, uh, all that, that I've got in the bag is all that I've got. I've got nothing more, and what's in the bag is all that I have. That was the bag mindset, a very limiting, a very restricting mindset. And then we looked at the basket mindset, where people have a, an understanding of the generosity of God. They realize that God is a generous God, that He freely gives, and as we honor Him, He blesses us back. Amen. So the, the basket mindset were the sort of people that were able to give and were generous with what they had. So we looked at that week one, that we need to cultivate a heart of generosity because Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Last week, we looked at this thought here. Uh, last week, we saw that when we give our first and we give our best, God will bless the rest. Oh, happy days. We spent the whole morning talking on tithing, teaching on tithing, understanding the place of tithing, um, helping to get past the concept that people say, well, it's a part of the law. Yes, it was a part of the law, but that was 430 years after that act of Abraham towards Melchizedek, which was the high priest of God, where he honored him by bringing a tenth of all that he possessed. Amen. Tithing, we don't tithe out of law, we tithe out of love. Amen. We don't give our tithe, we bring our tithe. Amen. And last week we challenged people to take the tithe test. Excuse me, to take the blessed test. You might be thinking, well, what is the blessed test? The blessed test is simply what God was challenging the people in the book of Malachi chapter 3. Try me, test me, prove me in this, says the Lord. In other words, God was saying, try me. Have a go, um, have a go, uh, bring your tithe to me, um, honour me with your first and with your best, and then see what I will do as a result of that. So we challenged people last week, if they weren't tithing, to take the tithe test, take the blessed test and see what God would do. Because it is that we found in the Word of God, it's the only place in the whole of Scripture from beginning to end where the Lord says, test me. Only place around this issue, around this topic of tithing. So that's the second thing that we looked at last week. And this morning, I want to talk about what I believe is the third key to being more blessed. I want to talk about this morning the heart of serving, what it means to serve and what it means to develop a heart of serving. So you should have your Bibles open this morning to John chapter 13. We're going to look through a verse, a few verses of Scripture there. I'm in Luke and I'm supposed to be in John. Anyone else in Luke? Supposed to be in John. John chapter 13. And remember, we're going old school in Shell Harbor Community Church. Amen. Yes. Well, except for Ian Kay. He's still got his... That's all right. But, but for the rest of us, we're back to old schools. It won't be up on the screen. We want to get uh, fam, continue to be familiarized with our Bible, where the books of the Bible are, etc. So the book of John chapter 13, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. I just love this moment in the life of, of Christ that he has with him, his disciples. He has the people that he's doing life with, with him right now. And all of us know during uh, this timing in the book of John, John chapter 13, this is a significant time. Uh, there are some things that are getting ready to happen after this point uh, that would ultimately change the world. In fact, it changed all of our lives. We know that Jesus goes to the cross, dies, and three days later is risen again. And then these gentlemen that he's here doing life with go out into all the world and they preach the gospel. And here we are today, 2,000 years later. Amen. Powerful thought. But in John chapter 13, verses 1 through to 8, let's all read it together. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own, 
who were with him in the world, he loved them to the end. Verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that God had come, that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel which he was girded with. Then he came to Simon Peter and Simon Peter said to him, Lord, you are washing my feet. And he goes on, Jesus said and answered and said to him, what I am doing, uh, you do not understand, but you will know after this. Peter's like freaked out. He cannot understand for the fact that Jesus, the Messiah, the one that they understood was coming, the one that they understood was the King of Kings, the Lord of all, was here washing the disciples' feet. Astounding thought when you think about who Jesus is. Astounding thought when you think of the holiness of Christ, who he is in, in nature. But here we have Peter saying, you shall never wash my feet. But then we read in verses 9 through to 11, Jesus says, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only... So after, excuse me, I'll start from 8. He says, Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash your feet, you will have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head as well. Peter changes his tune very rapidly. And he's like, in his heart, I'm not going to miss out. Amen. But then it goes on in verse 12. It says this. He put on his clothes and returned to his place. And he said, do you not understand what I have done for you? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so. For that is what I am. He says, now that I am your Lord and your teacher and have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Yuck. Seriously? That's the depth and the level of servanthood that Jesus is talking about. Amen. So he says, uh, now that I am your Lord and teacher and have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I've set an example, an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. But it's this next verse of Scripture that I want to bring our attention to this morning and then draw a couple of thoughts out of this text this morning. Because in verse 17, it says this, now that you know these things, you will be blessed. You will be blessed if you do these things. Listen to it this morning. What is, it, what is Jesus saying? Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do these things. I love what Jesus is doing here. So Jesus right immediately is separating the difference between knowing something and doing something. Got it? We probably all have far too much knowledge beyond our, ex our experience of application. We do. But Jesus is highlighting here to them, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So he's separating the difference between knowing something and doing something. The difference between just knowledge and application. He said this, 
It's great that you know these things. You're aware of the example. You're aware of the heart to serve, but it's going to totally change your life. It's going to lead you down a whole another path when you start doing these things. And the path that's going to lead you down is a path of blessing. Amen. Blessed if you do these things. Blessed if you serve. Blessed if you take on an attitude of servanthood. Amen. That's what Jesus was teaching the disciples. And I love the fact that he didn't just teach that to them. He demonstrated that to them as well. Amen. Don't you, don't you love just Jesus and, and his approach to life and his approach to ministry? He just didn't say this is what you should do. He humbled himself. He stepped down. He stooped down. And he gave them one of the greatest examples of servanthood. Amen. You'll be blessed if you do these things. So the third key, I believe, to a blessed life is taking on the heart of a servant, developing a heart of servanthood. Amen. So we want to look at the text and draw a couple of thoughts out this morning because I believe that they will be helpful for us this morning. John chapter 13, for me, it's a constant reminder about what our Christianity is all about. It's not about titles. It's not about the accolades we receive. It's not about how much of the Bible we know, the, 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 the money that we have or the money that we don't have, the possessions that we have or the possessions. John chapter 13 helps me to remember again that the key to a blessed life is through serving others. Amen? Serving others. If you want to experience more of God's blessing in your life, then the key is found in serving others. And you know, I love our local church. I think this is the greatest local church in, on the south coast of Australia. I do. I'm just, I do. I just think it's just the most, you are the most amazing people um, that, that we have the privilege of serving alongside. It never ceases to amaze me the new levels that people take in serving, amen. You know, just even, even getting to where we are here this morning, in this point of the service where, you know, 10 minutes before we land and come to the end of it and then we'll get into fellowship. But, you know, all the stuff that's had to take place, all the things that people did this morning in order for us to be able to be here this morning enjoying the service. I mean, the people rocking up early in the morning to open up the gates, the musicians come early in the morning to do all the stuff they do. And then the network team and the hosting team and the logistics team, and I'm forgetting all the teams, but everyone comes together. And then the communion ladies get here early every weekend, every Sunday morning. They're in the kitchen and they're getting communion ready and I don't even know who, who's doing it but it just happens amen and then after the service you'll all have your fellowship and you'll do your bits and pieces and connect with one another and hang out and that's all good and it's all God and we need to do that but then there'll be a little army of people that'll have these little vacuum cleaners out and you'll hear them they'll be going around the whole auditorium the place would just be awesome I love our local church and I just want to continue to remind us that we, we never should move away from a heart to serve. Amen. Because yeah. Jesus said, you will be blessed if you do these things. Amen. Blessed if you do these things. So two things I want to show you this morning, just out of this verse of Scripture that I think are very, very important. Um, the first one is this. Number one, the first thought. Um, number one, Jesus got up from the table. John said that the first thing that he did is he got up from the table. He stood up. To me, it speaks to me of a heart to serve. You have to, go, you have to be willing to get involved. Jesus got involved. He got up from the table and he didn't stay back. He got up. You know what I'm learning in life? I'm learning this. 
I'm learning that there's a time to sit at the table and then there's a time to get up from the table. Jesus stood up, he got up and he acted and he started to serve. And I'm finding that there are times, yes, where we just sit at the table and we just love the the fellowship and the stuff that's happening and it's all good and it's all God and we love that. But then there are times where he's calling us to stand up, to get up from the table, amen. Remember in 2015, it was a time uh, where I felt like the Lord was leading me to stand up, to, to step up from the table. It was around the time, just after the time that Cyclone Pam, Pam, went through the whole, I'm having a bad morning, sweetie, aren't I? I mean, I shouldn't say bad, but glory to God. What a woman. <laughs> Going to take her on the Vanuatu um, island tour when we're there for half a day. Amen. Don't you just love that thought of, of coming with me in a, in a um, what do you call it? What did I say they were? Those little, little cars with no roof on them. Um, mini moak, mini moak. That'll be awesome. And, and I'll do like a running commentary the whole time. <laughs> she just rolled her eyes and said, yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Cyclone Pam came and uh, we, were, we were pretty um, invested. Um, we just transitioned out of uh, about probably eight years in Liberia, west coast of Africa. In the previous church, we got to build a couple of um, schools over there and did a few things, and we just felt God was now transitioning out. So we were pretty invested in Vanuatu. The cyclone came through, and in particular, one of the islands that we really loved was, um, was, um, was the heart of the storm, Tanner Island. And um, Tanner Island um, copped the brunt of it. It was just terrible. The whole place was just devastated. In fact, it was like... It was like um, God got a huge vacuum cleaner and vacuumed the whole island. It went from being green and lush to brown. Everything was just blown away. I mean, just absolutely devastated. And for me, I was quite challenged by that. And um, so I just, just, I just stood up and um, thought that we've got to do something. I wasn't quite sure what we could do. So we thought, found out what the thing was that they needed the most. And what they needed most was iron. They needed roofing iron to be able to re-roof their huts their homes their churches etc so we got a shipping container in if i could just have that next slide we got a shipping container in and um we started to fill it up over i think it was about oh i don't know maybe four weeks we rang the council and asked the council we needed some storage locations so they provided a location at oak flats one at delsh down at shell cove so we got the word out there people started coming in i was amazed at the stuff the people were bringing in um, um, uh, all sorts of tools, all sorts of equipment. Um, there was a whole stack of um, rice that was given uh, that you can see at the top left there. There were thousands and thousands of seeds that were able to send over there. You can see that picture there. That's the end of it there. You can see the teams down the bottom that just got busy in cutting up all the roofing island. In the end, we send it over there. Amen. But I could have sat at the table and did nothing. There are times where God wants us to stand up. There's a time to sit at the table and talk about it. There's a time to sit at the table and think about it. But there's a time to get up from the table and get involved with the hurting world and get involved with those that are around us that might be going through a difficult time. So rather than stay seated, Jesus often calls us to get up from the table. And the thought this morning is this, are you sitting or are you getting up from the table? Amen. Jesus stood up. The second thing that we see that Jesus did here, the second thought, the other thing that he did is that he stooped down. Amen? He didn't only stand up, but he also stooped down. 
The Bible says that he took a towel, he wrapped it around himself, then he stooped down, he got low. And for me, you know what that speaks of? That speaks of humility. Jesus humbled himself before his disciples. That's the lesson that he gives us, that if we have a heart to serve, then we have to be willing to get involved and to stoop down to serve others. We think of the context of the story, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. The washing of people's feet was a traditional thing, traditional thing to do. It was done before people would eat together. If you can imagine people's feet back in the day, they weren't wearing black, white, converse shoes. Oh, I haven't got my heel thing up. I'll have to do that so I can show the band off. But they wore sandals, so you would expect at the end of the day their feet would be pretty messy. But it was a tr- traditional thing for people's feet to be washed before they ate. Well, the job, uh, this job, wasn't, um, wasn't for the top servants. This job was kept for the most lowliest of servants. It wasn't a high-end service job. It was a dirty job and a lowly job. In other words, it was the least of all servants in the house that would get that job to wash the disciples' feet. Peter was like, you can't wash my feet, Lord, because he knew how humbling this must have been for Jesus. The Lord, the Master, was willing to stoop down and to serve him in one of the lowliest positions. That's what Jesus did. You know what I find interesting, though? And I'll come to the point in the conclusion in a moment that every one of the disciples that walked into that area where they were to eat would have walked past the basin and the towel every one of them would have walked past it every one of them would have seen it every one of them would have been aware of it but all of them thought within themselves I'm too good for that I'm beyond that don't ask me to vacuum the church I'm beyond that hello hello Come on, some, so, so often we can think that we're far beyond some of the most basic tasks. But what I just love here, that Jesus, rather than just, just, just waiting for the disciples to get it, He shows, He sets the example. They all thought they were too important and this was too insignificant. I just wonder how many Christians are missing opportunities to change the life of others because they're not willing to stoop down. Amen. Hallelujah. We should never, ever think that we are too good to serve God in any area that he asks us to. Thank you, Suzanne. Amen. But too many Christians have a superstar mentality. I've done that before, or I've been there in that season. Hello, so what? Come on, so what? You know, I've had my season of service. Well, good luck with that. You know, we serve the Lord in the past. Well, that's great. But what are you doing now? How are you serving others by serving the Lord today? Hallelujah. We never get too old, never get too wise, never get too smart, never get too good looking. Amen. To serve. Because if Jesus is able to stand up and stoop down and do one of the most lowliest things that any servant would do, then boy, oh boy, we shouldn't have any problem in doing anything that the Lord asks us to do. Amen? Come on. That's the heart of a servant. Someone that's willing to stand up and someone that's willing to stoop down. Hallelujah. Stoop down. In fact, have a look at this scripture as I conclude this morning. It's found in the book of Philippians chapter 2. Jesus sets this example for his followers. He says, Let this mind be in you, 
which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of a cross. The word bondservant there, one is subservient to and entirely at the disposal of his master, a slave. Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, King of kings and the Lord of lords, took on the form of a bondservant to serve us. That's why I think we should never ever think that we are too important to serve others or to think that we are too good to serve in any particular way the Lord may call us to. Amen. Because remember, John chapter 13, you will be blessed if you do these things. Amen. So as I conclude this morning, if I could have the band to come, that would be great. If I conclude this morning, I want to ask us all a question. And it's a good question. Oh, thirsty work. I just don't believe how thirsty you get after two hours work a week. Amen. It's just, it's just awesome. Oh, <laughs> thanks, mate. It's wonderful. I want to ask you a question this morning. Simple question, not a hard one. It's just a simple question. The question is this. How is your heart to serve? Is it beating for the cause of Jesus Christ? This is the one question about the whole thought out of John chapter 13. How is your heart to serve? Is it beating to serve others? Is it beating for the cause of Christ? Are you getting up from the table and are you willing to stoop down? Amen. Because Jesus taught us that if we're willing to do that, then we will be what? We will be blessed. Let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the truth that we find in your Word of God. Jesus, in particular, we thank you for the example that you've set on how we are to serve you by serving others, Lord. Jesus, today, thank you for what you've shown us, the example and the impact that it had on your disciples who went into all the world, ultimately, eventually, and preached your Word right across the nations. Lord, today, may we be found faithful as well. May we be found faithful in your house. May we be found faithful in serving you by serving one another. So Lord, today, we just thank you, teaching us today that we will be blessed if we do these things. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Just want to finish with this morning, just a sheet. I don't know everyone's involvement where people are serving or not serving, but we are a church that loves to encourage service. Amen. And uh, we have a, a sheet of paper. You can find it at the information counter. On one side, it talks about ways of getting involved through a connect group, a small group. We love our small groups in the life of the church and looking for more small group leaders. And the second thing, it just talks about the ministry areas, the worship ministry, logistics team, stage and lighting. Young adults, community and city serve, business hub, children's ministry, I'm getting tired, network team, youth ministry, maintenance crew, missions team, food care, manor books, events team, and others. Amen. I think about joining the worship team. Yeah, I am. (laughs) 
Amen? So I want to encourage you, if you're not aware of some of the areas, all you need to do is you can just tick a box, put your name, your phone number, pop it in the slot at the information counter, and someone from a team would love to contact you to help you. If you're not already serving, to be a part of serving. Amen?